Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a columnist. I don't believe what I just saw. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. So what about that? Well, you know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcast. What about a talk show host? This is In the Booth. Talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. With Matt Park. Hey, everybody, welcome. We're in the booth on this Friday. We're sure we're going to have a show today. Yesterday at about this time, we didn't have a show, but... Uh, Added it aboard because the uh, travel to Pittsburgh for the uh, Syracuse basketball team has been delayed just slightly. Although not really delayed. It's not like there's any uh, weather issue. It, it's it was, been, Tim Ben said it's horrible in Pittsburgh. I saw, I've seen a picture from down that way today and it sounds brutal. It's actually fine here. So hopefully all goes smoothly. And I just don't want to give bad information. I think it's just as easily a scheduling deal or whatever. We're Earlier in the week it was set for uh, about a... 4.30 flight now, or a 2.30, I'm sorry, earlier in the week it was about a 3.30 flight, now it's a 4.30 flight-ish, and uh, nothing to be alarmed with, but uh, now you still have to go out and you do the de-icing and all that here, and then get up and go, but it does sound like it's pretty rough down that way. Uh, I know there's a Pirates event going on at the uh, stadium tonight, the Penguins are home, and... Uh, they canceled their skate around apparently today, because it really? was so bad, yeah. Well, that's not encouraging. We're trying to go to the game tonight. Actually, I'm gonna. This is. I've been to only a handful of NHL games. I don't know if I've been to street. more than a couple in my life. And we are planning on the uh, Penguins game tonight. Coach Sadlin and me, uh, Pens and Sens tonight. Thanks in for fact, the invite. <laughs> and uh, what time are you getting there again? I'm not getting until nine. Okay. So what? You want us to hold for no, the third period? Early, though. Tickets. We have the show though. I'd rather go to a Penguins game. <laughs> that wasn't an option for you. So. I thought with pick six, one of the categories we could do, I guarantee you I couldn't name six current NHL head coaches. Oh, I couldn't name one. And I'm not positive I could name six all-stars. In fact, I probably could name more coaches than than players. But uh, since I don't want to embarrass myself, that's probably not going to be. Rick Giulio could do it, our special guest. He could, guest. he could. So uh, we'll leave it up for consideration maybe for later in the show. But we do have pick six with a pair of uh, tickets, in fact, two pairs of tickets to uh, give away uh, for the uh, Syracuse Florida State game, which is in the dome on Tuesday night. So get ready for that. If you want to call us, it's 315 437 7644, 315 ESPN 44, if you'd like to uh, chime in. So we'll do pick six at the tail end of the show. We'll visit with Mike Chaminsky of uh, Raycom slash ACC Network or whatever it is uh, to uh, talk Syracuse basketball and ACC basketball. Uh, he has been the official uh, television analyst of uh, Syracuse basketball this year with uh, an inordinate amount of games, and he has both of the two uh, upcoming home games, Florida State and BC. He had the BC game the other night. He stayed in Boston because he's got the BC-Notre Dame game, which is tomorrow. The Orange take on Pittsburgh tomorrow night at uh, 6 o'clock. Last night, a, a raucous Jim Beheim show out at uh, Carabas. Good crowd on hand for that. And uh, we like to, on Fridays, uh, share some of the highlights there. And one of the early things we talked about with Coach Beheim, uh, it, this was sparked by the point of Frank Howard getting close to a season low in minutes. He'd played only uh, 17 in a game earlier in the season. He was working his way up, obviously, um, off of some injuries and that type of thing. 
and he played 20 minutes in the Boston College game as Tyus Battle uh, remained in possession of the ball for a great deal of that game, and Battle went on to a tremendous performance, 31 points and 6 assists. Obviously, uh, Howard will get back in and uh, will play a little bit more. Here's Coach Beheim on the breakdown right now of how he feels uh, the rotation is working out. you got to play your best players, and you know it, it's just the way it is. We're we're moving the forwards around pretty good now. Uh, O'Shea's played in the 20s a couple games. Marek's played 20. Elijah's played in the 20s. Our centers have played, you know, 20-some minutes a game. But uh, Tyus Battle's going to stay in the game unless he gets in foul trouble or something, gets hurt, something like that. But I'm, I'm comfortable that Frank is, is playing at a good level. He can, he can play better quicker, but he's playing at a good level. Buddy's helped us. I still think Jalen can get in there and help us in certain situations. And he got that shot at Virginia Tech, and, you know, it wasn't – didn't go really well. But, you know, I think he can help us. He's practices. He's working hard. He's keeping his head up. Uh, I really like Robert Braswell, but it's hard to get another forward in there. But he's he's practicing well. Interesting uh, deal, and we'll, you know, keep an eye on him for uh, development going further. He's clearly not uh, in the cards for this season, but uh, a, a guy that does show some promise and has the frame that if he can add to it uh, w- could be quite the force. He uh, certainly has a very good shot, and he's you know six nine and can jump. And you know he's an in development player that I think you you move to the side. Jalen Carey, I know that they hope uh, something can come from him before the year is out. But there's just more players in the mix this year. Last year, three forty minute players every game with uh, Frank Howard, Tyus Battle, and O'Shea Brissett. If you had to pick just one of those that would be playing 40 minutes a game this year, of course it would be Battle, but uh, he's not getting uh, quite the same uh, level of strain as uh, maybe he had uh, a year ago. And a lot of that was in response to, we were talking about Kai Bowman of Boston College, who's uh, sat only a couple of minutes in the last uh, month's worth of games or so. And uh, so he's kind of getting that Howard or uh, Battle workload from last year. How do the Orange get better well one of the things that um has not been a strong suit of late is rebounding talking about that and with coach Beheim, he'll say hey we willfully are going to be on the short end of rebounding a little bit we're not going to probably be a, a top rebounding team uh for various reasons but we can uh, make up for it in other ways here's what he's looking for for the uh, second half of the acc schedule from the front court we're missing two or three rebounds probably at that position but we're also getting a lot better three-point shooting and scoring from that position. So you give something up and you get something. But there's no question we'd like our big guys to play better around the boards, get get do a better job there, and do a better job defensively. We gave up some easy shots in the lane last night that we'd like not to. But uh, those are all things we're going to keep working on and hopefully get better at. We're missing. He's talking about uh, when he says that position, uh, really like Elijah Hughes, who's not a stalwart rebounder it's a 6-6 the small forward position he averages four and a half rebounds per game but he is a top and consistent scorer and the team's leader in uh, three pointers made in the year so that's a trade-off the uh, the defense also sets itself up to create turnovers to get more steals so Syracuse regularly has more uh, steals than its opponent uh, has a positive turnover margin regularly and uh, while the rebounding margin is dead even on the season, dead even, Syracuse has gotten half the rebounds available, and the opponent has gotten half uh, for the year. Uh, that ranks uh, 203rd in the country uh, out of uh, 350, just to be split even on the rebounds. But uh, some of the teams they've played here recently, certainly this run, 
Virginia Tech, Boston College, now Pittsburgh. Uh, the next game's Florida State. That's an exception. And then back to BC. Those teams don't rebound very well either. So it's not like you're going to get crushed on the boards by those teams. Florida State is huge. North Carolina is imposing and big. Um, those games, it could potentially be a bit more of an issue, but we'll see if there can be an incremental improvement and gain there. How about Pittsburgh? This is a team that hasn't won uh, since before coming to uh, Syracuse. That sparked a four-game losing streak for them all by double digits. They play better at home, though, and uh, with these guards, Xavier Johnson coming off a career-high 30-point game. They've got Jared Wilson framed starting again. He had a big one off the bench with 19 here in the Dome a couple weeks ago. Uh, this is a team that can uh, bring it on the offensive end. That's why they stay in games. They've got three guards that are really good, and their inside guys are okay, but their guards are capable of scoring. You know, they lost by one at Iowa. They really have uh, been the surprise team. I mean, that team won, what, zero games last year in the league? Correct. And uh, probably not more than six or seven or seven or eight games overall. So uh, they've already had a tremendous, uh, tremendous year, I think. He's, he's just done a great job there. And he's talking about the job that Jeff Capel has done and coached uh, throughout the year has listed not only Pittsburgh with uh, new coach Jeff Capel, but Louisville with new coach Chris Mack as the uh, two biggest surprises relative to their uh, preseason picks. And Louisville's good by any measure. Louisville's uh, ranked. They're not just beating people, but rolling people right now. Well, they're pounding people. They, you know, they, they're really, really good. They just uh, you look at some of their scores. They've really, it's been shocking some of the things that they've been able to do. And they can shoot it. They got a lot of guys that are contributing. Um, he's he's completely changed everything there in in a very very short period of time. I mean, they're really even more of a surprise what they've done. Louisville won huge. At North Carolina, which is a big eye-opener a few weeks ago, they crushed Wake Forest on the road the other night. That's not not a surprise to win or even win big at Wake, but to win by 28 in a conference road game uh, is legit, and uh, Louisville has uh, really been rolling uh, so far at 16-5 and overall under uh, Chris Mack. They also got a huge, as a quick aside, a women's basketball win last night. They beat uh, Connecticut. And uh, UConn is trending to maybe not be a number one seed for the first time in about a decade. The uh, Syracuse women who won last night to get to 6-2 and two in the ACC, uh, their next game is at Louisville. So that'll be a, a heck of a showdown of top uh, 13 teams. And Louisville might be uh, number one or close. They were number three going into last night and uh, beat number two. But uh, back to the, the men's side, Louisville will have a much better understanding of what they are coming up here. They did just beat... NC State a ranked team by seven, but they've gotten fat against Boston College, uh, Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, their their recent run. Their next stretch, Louisville, Carolina at home, at Virginia Tech, at Florida State, Duke at home. All uh, ranked teams. So uh, give it uh, two more weeks and we'll really know about uh, Louisville and what they have ahead. That's uh, then when they take on Clemson at home and then come to the Carrier Dome for uh, February 20th. Mike Jaminski to talk ACC hoops for you in just a bit here on the show. Two other quick ones uh, from Coach Beheim uh, highlights last night. A kind of breaking news going into the show, an afternoon trade in the NBA as the Knicks decided to part ways. I think the people that follow the NBA more closely, there's uh, certainly a lot going on uh, with this one is that the Knicks have been a grease fire uh, for quite some time, but they part with their 
highest drafted and most uh, talented player who happens to be injured at the moment, Kristaps Porzingis, headed to Dallas. I'm not a big fan of Kristaps Porzingis. I, he plays no defense. Um, you know, he can score, but he, he wants to play forward. He really should play center. He could guard a center, but he wants to play forward. He can't guard anybody out there. But I think it's a really good trade for both teams. You know, Dallas has got uh, Doncic and Harrison Barnes. they got some good players. They, you know, I think that Porzingis will be good there. I think that uh, the Knicks, you know, they're not bad. I mean, I'm surprised they had to give up Hardaway, too, to get him. But Jordan's, you know, a competent center. Dennis Smith, you know, I'm on the fence a little bit about him. I don't know. But those are the two key guys. Wes Matthews was a good player. I don't know if he's got much left in the gas tank. I mean, if Porzingis turns out to be, I mean, what? He's like a little bit like Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, he could be that kind of player. And Dirk Nowitzki, obviously, is wrapping up his career and uh, a many-time All-Star and Hall of Famer, one of the best uh, big-man shooters that's ever played the game and uh, certainly brought a lot of uh, happy times and memories to the uh, Dallas fans. Later in the show, we'll share with you Coach Beheim's Super Bowl pick, which, uh, if you pay much attention to him, probably won't come as a tremendous surprise. When we come back, we'll get into ACC basketball with Mike Jaminski, a longtime analyst and observer of Hoops up and down the, the East Coast. What's he think of what he's seen from Syracuse? A little tweak to what they did the other night to win at BC. How about the rematch? He'll have that game on TV next weekend as well. You're in the booth brought to you by CH Insurance. Pick six coming up a bit later. This is ESPN Radio. This is In the Booth presented by CH Insurance in your corner. Welcome back, everybody. CH Insurance, as always, brings us our program today, jamming one in on this Friday before heading off to Pittsburgh. The Orange and Panthers tomorrow night, a 6 o'clock tip over on TK99. We're on the air locally at 4.30 and uh, statewide at uh, 5 tomorrow for the first rematch of the season. And it's one of those rare days where we will not see our friend Mike Jaminski, who joins us now. He is the (laughs) official television analyst of uh, Syracuse Orange basketball on networks up and down the East Coast. Hello, Michael. I'm still waiting to get my letter jacket. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, maybe at the end. Maybe at the end of the year with the last broadcast, uh, something will pop up. Yes. But uh, yes, I've been uh, been uh, married kind of to you guys for uh, for a good part of the year. And you'll have the next two here at home, Florida State and BC. We can get your thoughts on uh, what the Seminoles bring in here in a bit. What'd you make of the game the other night? It was uh, uh, a slower start. Syracuse has done that a couple of times here of late. They're down. 15 to 6 as uh, Boston College is making everything and then uh, the Orange turned the tables on him with a 15 nothing run. Yeah, it was I mean that first 5 minutes really kind of befuddled me and I think it did the same too for Jim Beheim. I mean, remember him look call the, the look that he has during a timeout. He looked out on the floor like who are you guys? You know, is this do I even know who you are? And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the light switch went on. And, uh, you know, I, I think when, I think when Syracuse, you know, when you, when you shoot 55% for the game and 42% from three, um, that you're, you're tough to beat. Um, and that, uh, the 70 point mark seems to be the magic one for, uh, for Syracuse, uh, I think you've only lost one game, and that was the UConn early in the year where you scored over 70 points. So it's really when your offense fails you, that, that's, that's when the L's start to pile up, but uh, you've been scoring pretty well this year. Yeah, well, with the shots going down, in, in uh, conference play, they tend to have double-digit three-pointers made. 
I wonder what you know. Have you ever seen a guy like O'Shea Brissett, who you know last year as a freshman, he's on the All Freshman Team in the league. Uh, you know, did his own on the glass. I guess he's such an incredible athlete. Uh, you know, put up pretty decent numbers, certainly by uh, freshman standards. And then this year, it's not like he's poor by any stretch, but it's, he hasn't had maybe a dominating game. He's, he's not racking up double-doubles and just seems to have a little bit of an issue finishing around the rim. Yeah, you know, I looked at him, and I just he seems to me to be the kind of player that defers a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, battle is, battle is pretty demonstrative, and Hughes is pretty demonstrative. Um, so I, you know, that, that might be some of it. Um, I like his game. I, I like the way, how he goes about things subtly. You know, he had a, he had a, he had four turnovers in the game against BC, which was a little unusual, but, uh, you know, I, I do like the way he plays and, you know, the league catches up with you. And, uh, I just think maybe there are, you know, some more scores around him. So I, I just think he's a little bit more deferential. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe a topic for another time, but we have you on now. You played in the NBA. You know, I think people that want to have a conspiracy theory on on O'Shea in particular, and I don't know that it's accurate, but it's an easy conclusion to jump to that a guy who's thinking about his NBA future changes his game to show certain things. And I think it might have been applicable early in the season, but it's not like he's jack. He isn't failing because he's jacking up a lot of threes right now, at least in my opinion. That that may have applied to a couple of games in November, but not now. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's, it certainly is his three-point percentage is down. That may be a part of it as well. And, uh, um, yeah, it's you know, it's, it's tough when you want to come down on, on one guy, but I think it's better to have more weapons than, you know, to rely on two or three guys. Sure. You know, the biggest weapon that Syracuse has right now is Tyus Battle. Coach Beheim kind of doubled down on him in that game uh, Wednesday night at Boston College saying, look, let's cut out the middleman. You're just going to have the ball. You're going to bring it up and uh, and make something happen. Uh, what would you think of what you saw there? Yeah, it was interesting. I was going to ask you about that, that, um, you know, Howard really wasn't a part of that game in the second half. And, uh, you know, they spread the floor, put people on the baseline, try to get him in a pick-and-roll situation. Um, and uh, <laughs> cutting out the middleman is a, is a – pretty good analogy i mean uh and he was and sometimes he can be a really um uh you know a high volume shooter but i thought that was a very efficient 31 points for him you know 17 shots four of eight from three um you know that's that's is you know and then to go along with that the six assists and one turnover and that's i don't know what more you can ask from a player that was a pretty well-rounded game and uh you know the the one that the one that's mystifying to me is is Buddy Beheim. <laughs> um, you know he, he's double figures three out of four games. You know he only plays four minutes, I think, in the in the Virginia Tech game. You know he's tied his career high twice. Um, you know I I just think he should be getting some more run in that second unit. I mean he's, he's giving you a lift in in a bunch of these games. You sound like his mom. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure that she would have a lot more influence in the situation than I would. But uh, you know, I just from 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 what I've seen, I, you know, I know it took him a while to kind of get used to this level. But um, I, I think something's you know clicked on for him. And uh, I, you know, I also think that in his case, there are a lot of players 
um, Matt, that when they hit that first shot, um, the game kind of changes. Um, you know, if you miss your first two, all of a sudden you start pressing a little bit. But uh, I think he's just getting more and more confidence in his game and in his shot. Yeah, I think in recent Syracuse memory, Trevor Cooney is a guy who fit that description. Trevor could light up any team in the league, or he could go one for 11. And you could see uh, when a guy starts to press a little bit, uh, trying to, to make something happen. I think Buddy, and we talk about it around here all the time, that his stroke and approach are so fundamentally sound that all you need to do is get him open shots. It, it's, it seems easy for him. It looks like uh, virtually every shot is going to go in. Now, it, that that might be the hard part, is getting him the open looks at the basket, but uh, th- those did present themselves in the uh, BC game. We'll see if they will on the road here at Pittsburgh. He had a, a career-high 13 in his first game against Pitt. Yeah. So uh, have you seen Pittsburgh lately, G-Man? Yes, and um, you know what? Jeff Capel has done a really nice job there in his first year. Um, you could, the, the buzz is back in the uh, the Oakland Zoo, and the you know the fans are back. And I'll tell you one: you talk to coaches around the league, and one of the things that I've seen about them is they play hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that team last year just went completely south on Kevin Stallings, and Jeff is brought in uh, in, in talking with him. He brought to one word to define the culture he wants is competition. And not just in game situations. He wants competition in the weight room. He wants competition in practice. He wants competition in, you know, the walkthroughs. You know, just that, you know, we're going to go out, we're going to compete for 40 minutes, and we're going to compete in whatever we do. And that's not, you know, you might have, Coaches might have looked at that a game against Pitt as kind of a three, you know, uh, well, that's a W. Um, but that is not going to be an easy game for Syracuse to go into uh, to go into Pitt and uh, walk away with a win. No, I agree with you. It's always been tough going into the uh, Peterson Event Center. I would say slightly less these last couple of times where Pitt hasn't been that good. The crowd maybe has dissipated a little bit, but uh, the games are not still not easy. I, I think Syracuse has won uh, there recently a couple of times, but it, it's it, they're intense games. And uh, Pitt, who you know, look look at their record. They're zero and six on the road. They're ten and three at home. So they're not as bad as they might look in uh, some of these conference road games. They uh, lost at the Dome by 11. Uh, I think this will be a much closer game than that. Mike Jaminski, our guest, just for another minute or so. He's got uh, BC Notre Dame this weekend, and then G-Man, you'll be here in the Dome for the uh, Orange against Florida State on Tuesday. Boston College comes in uh, for the rematch on the following weekend. What, what's the deal with Florida State from your perspective? A team that always has athletes, uh, got off to a great start this year in the top 15, and, and then has taken some lumps in conference play, now 3-4 and four in the league. Yeah, I just, I'm, you know, Matt, it, it's, they've always been kind of an enigma, and, uh, you know, they're, 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 their makeup is always going to be the same. They're going to have two guys who are 7'9", right. and, um, you know, they're going to have a lot of length. They'll get after although their defense has been down a little bit um, over the last um, you know, a few years, and um, but now I think they can. You know, they're scoring the ball. I still don't think they have somebody who organizes the offense real well, and um, you know that's a that's an issue for them. Um, and uh, I, I, you know, it, it's they, they'll always have. But it, it always seems like they'll have a game 
or two or three, uh, you know, in their schedule that they'll lose and you'll just scratch your head over, you know, like how, you know, how did that team, you know, how did that team beat Florida state? Well, they lost and to Boston college. <laughs> they lost to BC. They lost to Pitt. You know, the, you know, the Duke loss at home was without basically without Zion Williamson. And, um, um, and, uh, Reddish was hurt and or was sick in that game as well. Um, they seem to have gotten things back together again. I think the schedule is coming back their way a little bit. They beat Clemson, um, pretty easily and, uh, beat Miami pretty easily, you know, so they've got two in a row going to, uh, and they got Georgia Tech at home before they come to you guys. But, um, just kind of head scratching. I, 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 you know, the start of the season, I don't know if it was real challenging for them. Um, you know, they lost to Villanova, who's down this year. Um, and, um, you know, they had that stretch early on where they got smacked. They, you know, they lost at Virginia. They lost to Duke. Um, you know, those are, you know, those are not bad losses by any stretch. But, uh, you know, they certainly have to climb out of a hole in the last half of the schedule. They do. And, you know, Syracuse is looking at a stretch here where this, this last game against, uh, Pittsburgh on Saturday night, three in a row on the road, that wraps up the first half of the ACC schedule. It's game number nine. There's that one. Then you know, on the other side of it's Boston College. You know, they could be looking at a nine and two, kind or nine and three, ten and two kind of thing uh, in ACC play, and then obviously a gauntlet to come at the end. But they would be uh, buffeted against that. But the, but there's a long way to go. You still have to win at Pittsburgh and and, and those types of things uh, ahead here. That nothing is to be uh, taken for granted. So. No, no, I think, you know, I think nine wins, nine wins gets in the NCAA tournament this year in this, uh, in this league, you know, 10, you're a lock, but, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll have a better feel. You got it at NC state, Louisville at home, Duke at home at North Carolina, a little bit of a breather awake and then Virginia at home. And, uh, then you wind up at Clemson. So that's a, that's a pretty stout stretch, but you know, you look at, you can break down every single schedule in the league this year, and you could be playing four ranked teams in in five games. Yeah, we just um, just brought just, that up uh, right before we brought you on. They brought that up with Louisville. So Louisville looks great. They've played uh, kind of the lower third of the league here recently, with the exception they had a very impressive road win at North Carolina. Then they've got this thing again coming up with uh, Carolina, Duke, you know, Virginia Tech all ahead for them. So we'll, we'll find out more about everybody when they go through those stretches. Well, it's you know, and, and it's amazing. You, you look at the teams that are ranked, and you know the teams who are top of the league. And you know, we talk about uh, you know Chris Mack has done an incredible job, I think, at Louisville um, this year. But the team that seems to be just flying under the radar is North Carolina. Um, you know, nobody's talking about them nationally. Um, you know, they're just they're just winning games and. Uh, just, you know, cruising along. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how, you know, they have obviously got to play Duke twice. Uh, they have to play each other twice in the last half of the schedule. So things toughen up there as well. Yep. Good stuff. You know, uh, North Carolina, the Patriots, these plucky underdogs that uh, nobody gives a chance. <laughs> we'll see how it shakes yeah, out. Tom, Tom Brady, you really got to feel sorry for him, boy. I'll yeah. Tell you, what, uh, you know, he's got it rough. Super- yeah, nine Super Bowls, five <laughs> rings, and a supermodel for a wife. Yeah, yeah, t- yeah. hey, lick it. Not everybody's cut out for that kind of lifestyle. 
So, <laughs> but a lot <laughs> well, of us would I like actually, to try. Yeah, I, I actually stayed over, and I've been in Boston, and it's uh, it's a balmy twenty one right now, nice. but it's uh, supposed to be up in the forties in the weekend, and in the fifties early next week. So it's just crazy weather. Well, I think it'd be fun to uh, stay there and watch the Super Bowl, and then we'll we'll see you uh, here in Syracuse next week. Okay, safe travels. Sounds good, Matt. Thank you, Mike Jaminski of uh, Raycom and the ACC Network. Uh, joining us here has uh, the last Syracuse game on TV. He's got the next uh, two after this weekend as well. Time for uh, pick six when we come back. So get ready to call us at 315-437-7644. That's 315-4ESPN44. We have not one but two pair of tickets to give away to the uh, Syracuse-Florida State game, which is in the Dome on Tuesday night. That's a good one. You want to go for free, and we've got your chance to do that when we come back. Rick DiUlio will join us for Pick 6. We're excited about that as well. This is In the Booth on ESPN Radio. This is In the Booth, presented by CH Insurance, in your corner. All right, we're psyched for Pick 6 here. We've got a pair of tickets, in fact, two to give away to the uh, Syracuse-Florida State game, which is Tuesday night at the Dome, so get set to call us at 315-437-7644. That's 315-437-7644. ESPN 44. Rick DiUlio, our guest uh, celebrity referee, in for a pick six as usual. Hello, Rick. How hey, are you? Matt. How you doing? Good. We uh, Polly suggested a category which we think is um, bogus, so we're going to turn that into just kind of a warm-up for everybody. You know, we're, we're going to have a ceremonial first pitch of pick six. Yeah, his is a tough one, that category. I wasn't impressed with it. We'll put it that way. Me either. Dookie was released. <laughs> uh-huh. 25 years ago this week. Now, in Green Day is See, I wouldn't even know that that was a Green Day album. Like I wouldn't even know, I don't who knows album names. That's Rick's job. That's their big one. You know, that's that's their that's their classic. It's one of their big ones. And I wanted to do name six Green Day I, songs. So go, Polly. Name six, put 30 seconds <laughs> on the clock. Stu, bra- brain uh, Brains, no, you got ba- that brain wrong. Brain Stew, Longview, Basket Case, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, uh 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 American idiot. American idiot. That's uh, the that's the one they wrote about you. Whisper, <laughs> did you get it? Did you get six? Okay. Is that six? Yes. I, I think, think I, knew, I know two of those. Know your enemy. I mean, the other songs I probably know, but Hitching a Ride. Didn't they do a cover of Hitching a Ride? I don't even remember that one. Okay, so the the way we do this here, we'll get the callers uh, lined up for ESPN forty four or three one five four three seven seven six four four. You call us. You pick a number one to six. Uh, we give you uh, one of our carefully curated categories and if you can uh, name six of those items in 30 seconds you are a winner of a pair of tickets to the uh, Syracuse Florida State game on uh, Tuesday night so uh, Tommy will get the calls lined up and we will uh, have some frivolity and good times for all oh no more green day though (laughs) still got that potted up all that terrible at my job yes you are okay uh who would be the uh, first contestant there Polly uh, he's still screening it, so. Hell of a Cracker Jack operation. Do you, <laughs> trying to do you enjoy when you, you duck in on this, uh, Rick? I mean, Green Day songs that Dino Babers likes. That would be a great topic. That would be it? good, yeah. yeah. Um, Call manager is now opened, and Bill in okay. Syracuse. Bill, welcome to the circus. Hello. Hello, Bill. How are you? Good, you? You ready to go to this game Tuesday night? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, give me a number uh, between one and six, Bill. Uh, four. Four. Four is very often the, the first pick. All right, we're headed to Pittsburgh, Bill. I know you can do this one. Do you like to eat, Bill? Uh, yes, I love to eat. Okay, you, you and me both. All right, 
We're heading to Pittsburgh. So category four today, Bill, is the ingredients in a Pramani Brothers sandwich. There are six of them. Name six. Oh, boy. Have you ever- um, mayonnaise? No. Okay, I have no clue. You ever had a Permanente Brothers sandwich, Bill? <laughs> no, I have not. Have you ever heard of Permanente Brothers? <laughs> I have not. I'll bet you could come up with three ingredients that are in every sandwich, Bill. What would those What would those three be? Bread. Yes. One. Meat. Two. Moo. <laughs> Vegetable. Okay. All right. You that, know what? That, 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 no. I feel bad for him because he's what? never been to Permani Brothers. And I, so, so what, do you want to give him uh, a different category? No, I'm going into Because let's leave no, that category no, open. Yeah, because, I'm okay. going to go into my own personal stash, and oh, I'm going to hook him up with a pair of tickets. Because he's never been to Permani Brothers. You think that was a better – now that I think that was a better – Well, it's more Green topical. Day. Everybody's heard of Green Day. There's people that haven't been to Permani Brothers. How dare yeah, you? I don't even know where it is. Well, it's very, it's very <laughs> Pittsburgh. That's the point. All right. Bill. You hold on, Bill. All right, Bill, you hold you on. Pa- uh, Papa Polly is hooking you up. I'm going to hook you up with a pair of oh, tickets. Char- charity tickets, Bill. Congratulations. <laughs> Everybody else is going to have to earn theirs. Who's next? Uh, that would be Chris in Jamesville. Hello, Chris in Jamesville. How are you? Hi, guys. All right, Chris. Give me a number one to six, but not four. Okay, how about uh, three? Three. Category three with the Super Bowl coming up, Chris, in Jamesville. There's only five of these, but I think you can name them all, okay? Got it. People who have won multiple Super Bowl MVPs. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, Brady? One. Bradshaw? Two. Zanka? No. Uh, uh, the Bucks. Uh, no. 15 seconds. Not Peyton, but... Uh, 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 Manning. Good. <laughs> Three. <laughs> oh. That was a great, great move. That was a veteran I, move. I'm always torn by whether we give the hints or do we keep the categories open for other, other people, but... Manning. Uh, Chris like, just, just missed three out of five there. We needed uh, only I was needed trying five to think of a, a clue for Eli, and I couldn't think of something. I said not Peyton. Yeah, I was trying to think of a name, <laughs> a clue for his name. What, what more would that be? The, the next one on the list I might have uh, given a, a very obvious clue for, too. All right, well, that, one's, that one's still in circulation. David Camillus, <laughs> I think, is a regular uh, contestant here. So, uh, Dave, I know you know the drill. Uh, pick a category here, one to six, and uh, three and four are off the board for now. I want the Ferrari sandwich one. That was great. I've been there many a times. I'll take one. Okay. Category one with our, our friend Rick Diulio and uh, the clock before you ask a hockey question. fan in here. Yeah, it's already working against you. Uh, ready, Rick, on this one? We need, might need some help since I, I'm not sure I could do this one myself. Absolutely. NHL All Stars, Dave. We need six. This year's? Yes. Okay. When you're ready. Uh, Crosby. What? Uh, Velasquez. Two. Uh, Stamkos. Yep. Three. Uh, Malkin. No. Not this year. Okay. Uh, Fifteen. Uh, McDavid. Uh, yep. Yep. Four. Uh, He's in Buffalo. Uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, Jack. Uh, I. Oh, uh, uh, Tuck. What's the last one? Tucks. No, Tuck was not there. Hmm. Good effort there, Dave. Good try. 
That was three? Bobby, you are. You're on the board, on the board for three? <laughs> All right, who's next? Is that somebody still uh, collecting their Let's their tickets? Uh, go to Wayne in Frankfurt. Hello, Wayne in Frankfurt. Where is Frankfurt, Wayne? What's hey, up Frankfurt's uh, between Syracuse and Albany, upstate New York. Yes, it is. Okay. All right, you ready? You feel lucky? I'm right. hoping. Uh, I wish I'd have got the permani sandwich. I lived in Pittsburgh for years. I've had every variety. Did you have See? the fish one? What was the fish? Yeah, I, what would I your didn't care for be? the fish one, but my son had the tuna with the eggs and everything. Ugh. It was crazy. <laughs> what was the? I think we really we need sardine. to rethink the game and allow people to maybe go back in. Like if he could name all six in five seconds. Oh, six, I can do that. Six and ten seconds. Like the sardine one was not. That's not good. No, I kind of go capicola. Sardines, would, most would you, of the other ones I've had. Is capicola a, a, an appropriate order? You can get a capicola. That's kind of my play there. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the coleslaw with the French fries, meat, yeah. cheese, bread, boom, there it is. Oh boy. We got a winner. All right. Wow. Just, it, William, skip the 30 seconds. You just saved us 30 <laughs> seconds. You're oh, a, I saved you some time. Yeah, well, you're a winner. Just, I mean, All right. Next person, just call, name your own category, list yeah. six. Then. That was impressive. <laughs> list your six kids and be done. All right, good job there. Was that, that was Wayne, was when it? He, yeah, when he, right, Wayne. When he picks up the tickets, we'll just slap a, <laughs> some Wayne, coleslaw yeah, on we'll top give, of it. Tickets in the front. Just squish them all together. I'd like to right. make that coleslaw at home. I'd, I'd put that on a shoe and eat it. All right, Wayne, good job there. They don't put enough meat in their sandwiches. That's a total fact. That, that That's why the Too sandwiches are a bit overrated. Um, you said you were talking about that with Coach Beheim last night. I, Coach is a foodie. He is the best restaurant picker that I've ever known, and I think he would have 0.0 interest in a Permani Brothers sandwich. Yeah, like I get the corned beef and stuff like that. It's just a matter of – I get when it was like steel workers and coal miners. You get out of work and you get That's that big yeah. beef, meaty sandwich, but there's not enough meat in it. Too many fries, too much coleslaw. It was meant to be a grab-and-go. Yeah. Too much bread. The, the big – Thick bread. Yeah, yin, yin, Yin's guys are making me hungry here. <laughs> yin, yinsers. <laughs> I'm going to the game tonight, Rick. That's why I'm hoping our travel is oh, smooth. I'll, I'll, right. I'll, I'll be upset. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, shoot. Crosby, Malkin, I can at least name two players. Yeah, there you go. You got two penguins there. So My I'm, favorite I'm penguin is Batman. Do we have any more victims? We might do one more if we can have one person rip That's it off it. at four ESPN 44. Well, we only had the actual winner. We oh, had yeah. the winner you said was coming out of your private stash. Yeah, all right. So yeah. we could maybe do we got one more. One holding. more, if we would uh, like to do that. We can uh, potentially work in some of this uh, do we care as well. Before we haven't we, gotten. You want to do Coach Bayheim's Super Bowl pick uh, before we wrap it here? And I guess it was no surprise who he selected. You got to go with the old coach, the yeah. old coach, the old quarterback. You got to think. I think they've got one more. I mean, I think the Rams are good. They're probably a little better team, but I, I just think you got to go with the old guys for this one. They're they've done it a few times. Uh, should be a great game, but I think the Patriots are going to have just enough. I don't agree with Daniel Baldwin's claim earlier in the week that it's going to be a boring Super Bowl. But when a selling point, you got to go with the old guys. That's not exactly what, that's not one that warms you up for uh, something to be excited about for Sunday night. But I'm excited for it because it's the Super Bowl. There's only one per year. Should be a great matchup. Pats and Rams. Jeff in Syracuse. All right, Jeff in Syracuse. We'll see if we can make you uh, a winner here. Uh, we got uh, category two. Five and six still available. I'll go with six. Six. Okay, this is easy. Is this Jeff? Jeff, you're, you're getting ready to go to the game here. Be thinking about who you're going to take. Maybe the easiest category we've ever had, Jeff. All right, Jeff, hopefully I don't screw this up. All right, yeah, 30, really hope 30 seconds on the clock, Jeff, for six 
members of the 2003 Syracuse Basketball National Championship team. We're only going for like uh, 20 games and up players. All right. Carmelo Anthony. One. Jerry McNamara. Two. Um, then I kind of get stumped. Not third, but. Oh, my goodness. Who had the block shot that won the game? Oh, geez, it's been so long. Not really. That's not his name. <clears throat> that's that's kind of disappointing. He doesn't deserve tickets. I, no. You know, I went from being nice guy to that is embarrassing. No. You don't want to. That guy doesn't want to go to an well, he, basketball. Think about game. it. If we sent him to the game, he'd be there, and there'd be this big <laughs> banner up there. Of course, there's only a picture of two players. It's been right, so long. It has been a while, but um, we got to do a little better than that. All right, that's it for the day. Well, that's a bang-up job. <laughs> we didn't even get to where Dino Once Bay again. was coached. Once again. I just feel like my soul's been crushed <laughs> yeah, this, today. That one really depressed me. Yeah. That one really depressed me. Huh. I probably oversold it as being one of our easiest categories. That, I think no, you didn't. It was not. Uh, states that border Canada is easier than that one. <laughs> no, it isn't. Not in Syracuse. It's not? No. Oh, come on. So uh, next my, next time we're going to have... If my mom was alive, she could have Now that we those. have an intern, now we, we, we have uh, Danny here, we're going to send Danny out on the street sometime to do that intern wacky stuff that he used to do, and we're just going to go stop random people and see how many players from the 03 team they can name versus how many states they can they border Canada that they can name. I'll take, I'll take the geography. People are going to get that better. All right. We're done. Back Monday, Lord willing... Study up, people, in the booth.